I'm Bailey Parnell, and this is Let's Think This Through. Join me for drinks as I bring on guests for conversations that inspire, amuse, and challenge us, but in a fun and relaxing kind of way. Ultimately, it's to help us all learn and live a better, easier life. So let's think this through. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I feel like Tuesdays are the new Mondays. I mean, I don't know. If people are working hybrid and let's say they're going into the office Tuesday to Thursday now, does that make Tuesday feel like Monday? Or no? Could you still have Monday as a transition day? I don't know. But I just hope that yours is getting off to a good start. All right. I want to tell you a story that takes place four years ago before the pandemic, all that time ago. I was asked to come back to New York City to be on a radio show called Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers on Hot 97. For my non-American listeners, Hot 97 is a pretty famous radio station out of New York City. Um, In the same category as, uh, say, The Breakfast Club on Power 105, if you know it, but they probably wouldn't want me to say that. Now, the topic of the episode was how social media is changing our lives, both for the better and for the worse. And on the show alongside me was a woman that I was only learning about for the first time. I didn't know anything else about her before meeting her. And in the green room ahead of time and while we were recording, we had such insightful conversations about building women up, about entrepreneurship, about coming from humble beginnings, and of course about social media. And through the recording process, I learned that she had actually been a reality TV star on the show Love & Hip Hop. She was also a female MC. And I learned that she had been growing a social media following for quite some time, all the way back to the MySpace era. And since that recording, we've stayed connected on social media. And true to her word, she has always been so encouraging of me and the things that I'm sharing about what I'm doing, even though we're in such different industries. She's the one that sends those messages that just make you feel so good about yourself and just so hype and like a queen. And all along, I have seen her grow her online empire. And even recently, she she released a new single. But don't get her wrong. She is a thinker, my friends. And I think you'll be interested in some of the mottos that she lives by. And so the guest I'm going for drinks with tonight is Somaya Reese. So let's dive in. Okay, everyone. Welcome, Somaya. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here on Let's Think This Through with me. Now, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking a, uh, it's a bit of a mixture. So I'm usually a margarita girl, but Mm -hmm. instead I have oranges. So this is for my orange tree, the oranges that we use for this, a little bit of rum. Yeah. And a little bit of agave and a sprinkle of cinnamon and a little bit of brown sugar. Okay, so you okay. I'm a cocktail girl, honey. I will make you the best cocktails. Oh, really? Okay, I'm thinking yes. I have to come visit you in California then Please. because I did you just say your own oranges? So I have okay, so I have a property where I basically have a couple of acres and we have farmland. We have a lot of citrus trees and cool. we do not add pesticides, it's oh, just nice. completely natural. So I'm very lucky. I don't buy mixers mm-hmm. <laughs> for any of my cocktails. I yeah. just make them myself. So I currently have like a margarita mix, but it can be adapted to anything because it doesn't have alcohol in it. You just kind of use it and ferment it for a bit. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole process. Well, honestly, that sounds like the most delicious cocktail ever. 
I'm rolling tonight with a um a, a mocktail vibe, and I'll tell you why. It's oh. ginger beer. Oh, I love ginger beer. Yeah, me too. But ginger um beer. I the reason why is because for the first time ever in my life, I'm doing what are they called? Dry January. Oh. And I'll tell you why as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I drank a lot and consumed a lot of cannabis over the holidays, if I'm being very honest. Gotcha. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I need to clear my body Little and detox. mind. Little detox. Yeah. And the other thing is, well, my husband and I are, you know, thinking about expanding our family and I'm kind oh, of okay. like, yeah. you know, I should probably figure out, you know, this whole going dry thing. <laughs> I know that sounds wild. I mean, I feel like that, it, like when that happens, we're going to talk about having mommy juice. <laughs> might change yeah I feel just like our next conversation is gonna be like girl you want some mommy juice let's have a facetime conversation like <laughs> that makes a lot of sense mommy <laughs> juice i am here for i feel like the whole like conception or what is it the whole pregnancy process though we're just gonna have to go with your non-alcoholic margaritas <laughs> yes i i got you i got you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing congratulations yeah, we, we shall see. It's a little yeah. human uh, journey, but yeah, how are you introducing yourself to the people these days? Uh, I'm just really excited to be me, living within myself, uh, being uh, no one but my authentic self. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that's just really important for me, you know, um, It's been uh, being in the media for so long. You know, a lot of times you can't control your narrative when you're on certain TV shows. And so you're pinpointed a certain, you know, direction or way. And this is my moment now that I am by myself. I can control my own narratives where I can start to tell people more about me, you know, so we can connect more. And that's always been important to me because human connection is everything to me. Like I could Mm -hmm. sit and talk to anyone, someone who's 80 years old, sitting at the bus stop and having the longest conversation and laughing to, you know, my, my teenage uh, niece and nephews, you know? So it's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. And I am, uh, you know, I know that we have the pronouns. I just like to say my pronouns are pay me that girl, (laughs) the boss. Oh my God. (laughs) I am the boss. Go with that and nothing else. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, Samiris is just um, a human. Mm-hmm. I I know that that's why we vibe because yeah. it's human first. And then I love the idea that there's Somaya with every identity, depending on how, who you are feeling that day. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know that we vibed because I just adore your strong personality and you're just so like, amazing in the way um in every way i think and that's, oh, that's why nice. i you. just from the moment that we met i've always really understood and connected with strong women who stand on business who are firm who are not afraid to speak their minds because i feel that there's this like uh, like mm-hmm. strange conversation of oh a woman that speaks her mind she must be difficult mm-hmm. uh no because you can speak your mind without being rude you can speak mm-hmm. your mind without you know, the extra chitter chatter, but I think women understand that about each other, right? (laughs) The women I surround myself with understand that absolutely. But you know what? I have seen a lot of strange things on social media, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I always, this sounds a bit extreme, but I've heard this quote that's, there's, there's, 
don't know who said it though, so I apologize, but it was like, there's a special place in hell for women who take down other women. And there is just (laughs) feels, it just feels like I've been through it. (laughs) I've been through it. Oddly enough, it only happened to me oddly enough. Okay. So in real life, like not on TV or anything outside of some of the things that I've done in the media, I get along with like all women, like my entire life. It's just been girls. So once in a while, you though, you do come across people that, you know, you know, not everyone can, Hey, listen, some people like a cup of piss. Other people like champagne like us. Okay. 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 Do you know what I think? And I think you'll resonate with this too is um, on let's think this through. I, I know that we meet people sometimes and I just feel like maybe they've not gotten to that level of freedom or awareness or wisdom. And, you know, for some reason, them winning has to come at someone else's expense. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how we roll. And I was sharing before this that we had actually met on Mm -hmm. Hot 97 Yes. And that we had a really, so by when they listen to this part, they will have already heard my intro where I said we had a, we were in the green room and we had such an insightful discussion there about entrepreneurship, about coming from humble beginnings, about supporting other women. And mm-hmm. of course about social media. Do you remember doing that episode? Because I know you must do more of these than I do. Oh no, I definitely do. Uh, because there was, so a lot of the subject that we talked about and that's obviously how we connected as well. I do remember it. And I just think that as far as social, the social media is concerned, I've been on social media for a very long time, but I have to say when I first got on it, it, and it, it's interesting how it's changed, but it's also, you know, gives people like this courage behind a false profile or their alter ego, or maybe their inner who hasn't worked on themselves voice. And so it's very interesting how we talked about it. And it's like, I have so many stories. I mean, it's just, it's pretty insane, but it doesn't change the person that I am. And once I knew I had this huge voice on social media, I understood also my social responsibility. And for me, it's all about uplifting people. I'm I'm not interested in tearing anyone down. And I don't do it just because I don't want it done to me, but I just, it's not in my spirit. It's not who I am whatsoever. Not in the slightest. What has happened to you? Like, can you share any of those stories that have been wild on um, social? Yeah, I had actually a very public um, stalker. And uh, Mm -hmm. she, it was a girl that came to my house with her uncle. And I have no idea what their intentions were, but they went to jail. And it was pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, right. I've also had like extreme, you know, hatred, you know, Mm -hmm. on social media for just the strangest things, you know, um, I have other really powerful women, female friends that are also on social media and they get it the same way. You know, Mm -hmm. if sometimes I'll be leaving a simple comment to one of my friends, like happy for them, you know, you go girl. Oh my God. I'm so happy to whatever they're celebrating. I see it. And then you see all these people tearing them down or trying to tear me down or like, I I just don't get it. But I do understand that not everyone can be like uh, in the thought process that we have or in the thought. Some people have no thought behind their, I'm just going to write something mean. 
Yeah. And do you know what? Completely independent of you, mm. I actually consult on the side on um, mm. TV shows. And the mm. reason why, um, reality TV shows, funny enough. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why is like shows like Love Island, Big Brother, mm-hmm. Survivor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. They actually have psychologists on uh, on their staff these days. Mm-hmm. And what happens is- they didn't have them these- back then when I was on it. Well, this is what I was just thinking about today because I was sending an email and I was like, this is actually, this is even new that we have dialogue about mental health in such a public way. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking about you and what happens is that these young people end up going on these shows Mm -hmm. and at least, well, you know what? Some of those shows are all ages, I would say, but they, Mm -hmm. then they come off and they're getting just beaten on social media and I try to, one exercise I try to do with them is, is actually think through the troll. Like let's think through mm-hmm. who the Their troll lens. is, you know, and think mm-hmm. through what, what is going on on that side of the keyboard. And, right. you know, they often arrive at some of the conclusions, which are like, do you want that life? No. Do you want to be in their thoughts? No. Like, do you mm-hmm. want anything about what's going on there? No. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just one exercise, but I think it's like a helpful, you know, a helpful one. But now, so what, what did they do for you? If at all, if anything back then? So we, I think that having psychologists on the shows now is a new thing uh, Mm -hmm. because there are some new shows that I will be working on. And I, that was a part of it. One of the things that there is, there is a psych check. There is a, um, just a health check, background check, criminal you know, um, background check. Uh, however, we didn't have that. It was more so maybe the producers asking, Hey, are you okay? Um, but you know, I've always noticed that when, when you're a strong woman, it's like, people don't always ask you if you're okay. I get that. And I can see that happening to you as well. Cause you probably project outward that you've got it handled in some way. Yeah. And then I try to always show that I'm human, which mm-hmm. I talk about a lot. I talk about mental health and how important it is for me not to show up as an imposter, but as myself. But a lot of times, strong women, it's just, I don't know what it is about, you know, you ask everyone else, are they okay? Like me and my girlfriends and some of my friends, we have check-ins. Hey, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Like, you know, if there's anything you want to talk about, like I have space for that right now. And, you know, oh, that's nice. whatever the case is, me and my, my girl, we do that like once a week, we have like a day that we have mental health check-in. Like, how are you feeling this week? And yeah. that's so important for me to do, not just with myself, but just also some of the people around me, because some people suffer in silence mm-hmm. and maybe they just want to get checked in on. And I as well know how that feels. And I'm glad that my circle of People do that and that's all I need. And at the same time, you know, I realized that over the years of healing and healing trauma specifically, mm-hmm. a lot of things are trauma responses. So I, I realized I was on go mode all the time and I'm not going to ask anyone like, you know, it, it, for anything because, mm-hmm. you know, I have to be strong for me because that's all I've ever known. And over the years, I realized like it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. How did you realize, how did you learn that the, what you were going through was a trauma response? Uh, I, I'm a deep thinker. I mean, I think about things like way beyond like, I I have you here. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I girl, do. I think of things that like my, my <laughs> me and Kate talk about this, but Kate is my girl. And she's wifey. like, where? Yeah, wifey. She's like, where <laughs> in the world did you come up with that idea? And I'm like, I don't know. Have you ever thought about how did this get to that? And like, that's me. I am yeah. a deep thinker. I don't open my mouth unless I understand what I'm talking about. So I think a lot of that was very much helpful for me. But at you know, I was the kid in class that definitely got she talks too much in class and asks too many questions. That was me. <laughs> yeah, but then the I'm teacher asks you, "What do you do for a living?" And he's like, "I speak." <laughs> so yeah, I, I, this is what I do, and I am. I, I know that's what it is. I've been doing this now for quite some time. And then it's more so like, wait a minute, like, am I working too hard? Because I'm trying to cover up for this that I am not confronting. Oh my God, I am. Like, this is my thought process. Mm -hmm. And so it's again, deep thinking, deep thinking, and also wanting, wanting to, I'm no, I'm not wanting to, but I am breaking the generational curses that are currently existing within our family. Mm -hmm. And it's just important to me, you know, and I, I think it's, it's made me understand other people as well. There was a time in my life that I didn't understand the power of forgiveness and the mm -hmm. power of I, somebody sometimes does certain things because they haven't found their why, their voice, their why do I exist? Like, what do I want to do with life? She has something I want. And so therefore I'm going to try to tear mm -hmm. it down. So once I realized how to not realize, but it was kind of like almost like an instant thing of, I can see things on both sides of the coin. I can see how there's an action per reaction. Right. And there's, I can also see how my behavior maybe had not been, you know, uh, great. And let's say an argument that I had with someone and yeah. I could have t done it differently, but at the same time, can we blame ourselves for that and hold on to that? No, we can only grow and learn. And that's where my mind is at all the time. <laughs> I live in here sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so do I, but we have ideally found a way to work with it and yeah. to use, to use what's that's going on in this brain. <laughs> we take these big old brains and we help people with them. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, that's but kind of, me, what I've, I, what I believe in, you know? Yeah. And I like what you've said here. It's kind of connects to what you said at the beginning when I said, how do you introduce yourself? And you said a human, but there is a person. And I don't think a lot of people have maybe even had the chance or the space or the, whatever they need to do that sort of deep self-reflection on who right. is Bailey outside of a speaker who is Somaya outside of a reality TV star outside of a musician outside of a businesswoman like who is me and what are we if not those identities correct yeah you know I think it's uh, very special to arrive and yet we're not really arrived because it's a constant walk on a path and journey and I'm just enjoying it it's it's different for me now and I and now that I understand that, it's become like, oh, wow, okay, that's why I did that. Or how can I get be better in this way as a my for myself, you know, in in whatever it is, in in everything. Again, I'm a deep thinker, so it's like I go so far out to like Mars, like it's it's oh yeah, funny. same. <laughs> you can like, meet I on Mars, know, baby. everything. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know. 
one of the things that one of the things I suppose you thought and said when we had first met on that episode that I've been thinking a lot about since actually was, and I don't know if you remember it, you said oversharing is the new addiction. Yes. You remember it, saying that? Am I? I Listen, speak the truth. People are over. I know. Girl, I, I'm like, why did you tell people that? And on social media to a bunch of strangers. Like if you... Like, I don't, I was going to say, what do you think about it today? Because that was four years ago when we've only seen (laughs) it's gotten far beyond our conversation. I know. Like, I, I think I've also, I've always been a private person when Mm -hmm. it comes to, uh, things that I, so I learned this a long time ago on social media. If you're going to talk about something or post something, make sure that's what you want the world to know if you're going to do an interview, make sure that what you say, I mean, obviously we will sometimes maybe not be aware of that, but is that what you want the world to know? I mean, how is that helpful? Or is, did you need to say that? Maybe it's been inside of you. You have no friends to talk to. Then you find yourself in this space of like, you just told the world this. And then now all these people or saying all these mean things to you, mm-hmm. it's just not. Yeah, you it's know. super tricky. I know it's like because there's yeah. a lot of good that happens there, and I know that we mm-hmm. both get a lot of the benefits of social media too. Yeah, I think where I have a tough time, I actually have a tough, like I've not made even a full decision on this yet. I just think mm-hmm. about it often. Is when I see parents, particularly or caregivers, really, really sharing a lot That's about exactly what you're like, say. a lot about their kids. And to the point where I'm just like, okay, there's absolutely no way that your kid could have decided that um, because they're two. Like they don't know, they don't have conscious reasoning yet. So I don't know. I go back and forth. Like I have seen some parents where it's like, oh, my kid likes making this content. And I'm like, no, they like dancing with you. They like hanging out with you. They would do that with you even if it wasn't content, but they're not choosing to like commodify themselves. And so like, I I don't know that's... What do you think about that? I, I same. I uh, cringe, mm-hmm. and and I think that a, there's a lot of parents that are exploiting their children, and they're making money from it. And yeah. then there's parents who. So I I feel like that I read things very well, and it's pretty obvious. And I'm sure we've all heard the controversies of some of the, uh, like TikTok you know, is a huge reference to this of, uh, uh, you know, moms exploiting like their little girls online or, or their children in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there are some families that choose to like be all a family and look, it's us or like I'm a single mother mm-hmm. and this is how I'm navigating life with my child. There, you can blatantly tell when that's natural genuine and then you can obviously tell when it isn't mm-hmm. and it's i would if i'll tell you this if i had a child no one unless you know me mm-hmm. in person would probably even know i have kids i just i would never because yeah. it's it's a lot of it's just it's such a and that's just my opinion. I mean, to each his own. I always say, like, I am not the gatekeeper of of parents and how they want to showcase their children. But I've just seen a lot of ugliness. And as I 
part of my story, I was groomed when I was really young. So my experience in my thought process, even as a a child and then having to be forced to grow up and then watching my niece and nephews, like I would, I would never, like, I just, I just don't see it. I mean, there's so many weirdos, people that, I don't know if you've seen these, these news stories of, you know, someone posting, I don't know, their kid, um, barefoot in the sand, in the beach. And it was saved like a million times. That's weird. I know. I, know. I had to share something about this. A few, so I don't even know when this was now, but I went to a global digital well-being conference and one, mm-hmm. and I was speaking there. And one of the people who was speaking alongside me was a woman whose entire job was, she would lead the team of content moderation at Facebook or Meta now. And her team was the one who was going through the content that you report as being too much, too violent, too this, too that, not allowed on the platform. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that go through this and go through like, should this be here? Should we approve or not? Mm -hmm. And I will never forget on stage when she said, everyone would be, we see the, the sickest parts of humanity and everything to do with children. Yes. And I was like, she's like, people don't even know they're doing it. You know, and obviously like, here's the thing Mm -hmm. I, in my, I suppose, teaching in this area, I'm like, I don't blame a parent. I don't Mm -hmm. blame, Mm -hmm. I mean, like two-sided. I don't say like, yeah, I don't say like you're a sick person because, you know, you posted the most adorable photo of your three-year-old, you know, not wearing clothes in the bathtub. Like you're not the sicko here. The sicko are the people absolutely who are sexualizing a three-year-old, but I just still feel like it's my job to like that. They know that, that, that they at least know the risks of this. So then they can make an informed decision as a parent. But I guess like what we were talking about with oversharing, I'm just like, there's still no version of that where the kid is deciding. Right. I, I would be mortified if I grew up and know I was plastered all over the internet. Well, apparently there's like a whole wave of Gen Z now that's pissed at their parents because they said, I didn't want my Why whole life, my whole yeah. life. Everyone in the family knows my entire life. And that wasn't my choice. That wasn't my choice. Right. It's very tricky because of course, like you'll have the parents that are like, Oh, mind your business. You don't have kids. You don't. Well, I wouldn't want mine. And that's fine. You do what you do. But I, I also have worked with children too, especially women and children in many, many community centers. And I have seen the most broken children. And I can't even imagine adding on top of it, having your parents exploit you on the internet. And it's just really sad, but you know, again, oversharing. And I, I have, yeah. Then I have other friends that they're like, oh my god, my, my you know, we we had a five year party for my five year old, and it's really cute and it's innocent, and obviously it's not them. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's it's it's. I would say ninety percent is not them because there's that ten percent though of people that like are just there's this like glam and glitz and glam behind social media and, and going viral. And yeah, it's, it's actually our episode, we called it clout chasing back in back no, on hot 97. All about the clout. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you know we what? I do agree. I think for sure. There are definitely yeah. that 10% of parents where they have decided it is more about them and, and it's, it's not innocent. Them. And the only def- the definition of exploit 
is to treat unfairly in order to benefit from someone's work. And in this way, you know, I see these videos sometimes and I just have to wonder. And I, then I see the funny videos where they're making fun of influencers and they're like showing behind the scenes. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're catching your kids r- opening their birthday present or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't think a five-year-old really wanted to wait for you to capture that. Like, I don't <laughs> think they were like, oh, sure. <laughs> I'll wait for you to press play. Like press in play. a way you could make an argument that that's unfair to do to a kid for your content, which would be yeah. exploitation, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, there's, there's a, there's definitely to me a fine line with like that. You know, but I mean, again, it's like it, to each his own and they will have to live with that as a parent uh, according to how their child decides to, or how it affects them. And they will have to live with that. But I wish there was a little bit more responsibility when it comes to this subject, particularly because it's a lot of it out there. Yeah. And I think y- you offer really good insight here too, because you've had a lot of things happen to you. And a lot of things in your life that you would not have wanted to have social media alongside. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. But it's a hundred percent like it, but you know, um, again, it, it's like, you can't, I, like, I wish I could save the world. Cause I would definitely try to help like as much as I could, but all I can do is plant seeds, right? All we can yeah. do is plant seeds and, you know, but I definitely feel that a lot of that is very cringeworthy because it just goes beyond just possibly a a creepy guy or, or, or girl or whoever's watching it and like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, sexualizing a child. Like that's, that's a a really big and real risk. There have been people that have had their children kidnapped because people are oversharing. Oh, I'm picking up my kid at such and such school. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? I know. I know. I just think they don't even register the risk. And they don't register And I get it. That worries me. You know, I, I I can tell you what that for me because of how I was raised and I'm mm-hmm. very hyper vigilant that I would not do that. But I you know I also love kids and I'm like a huge yeah. like fan of like all my friends having kids. Like I'm like I'm just gonna be the wine auntie for now. <laughs> all <laughs> my kids, I'll be the wine auntie. So if you need help, <laughs> like I got you, girl. Like I'm great. Kids love me. So for me, I have like a very special place in my heart for them. So it's a little different. And their innocence, you know? Just yeah, so I mean, absolutely. Like, they're little I humans, think, you know? Yeah, you know what? Kids I often go to and I've said like, I'm going to start having, I'm going to have a kid on the podcast eventually because I have found that when we go to like family events or something that it's always ends up being me and my husband hanging out with the kids. And and yeah. I mean this genuinely. <laughs> We will ask them questions that we ask adults and we get better answers sometimes about leadership, about like just things we're talking about. Like, how do you think people should treat people on social media? And you'll get uh, the most insightful answer from like an eight year old. Uh, Right. No, you would be very surprised. Like my niece and nephew sometimes tell me things and they're like, and they're very open and and honest about their feelings, but also I'm the favorite auntie. So they tell me everything. Girl, same. Okay. <laughs> I wear that proudly. Uh, and it's pretty interesting how their mindset is, but then again, they haven't been tainted by the world. I will say. That's why it they feels like on one side, such a privilege. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like such a privilege to talk to them, but also the biggest evil to take advantage of that. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And kids are so just amazing and and adorable. And sometimes uh, when I've had these conversations about having children and me and Kay are like, I'm like, man, we would have the the coolest spiritual kid, man. We're going to teach them how to meditate. And if they (laughs) dig it, we're going to let them do it, you know, and just be barefoot outside and growing tomatoes with us. Like, I just, you know, I, I love like, you know, watching kids just be kids and be themselves. And, and I love, I didn't grow up with gentle parenting, although my dad is a bit of a gentle parenting type. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still is. He's so cute. I actually just talked to him before I talked to you. Oh yeah. And he's very like supportive, very like, if I told him like, dad, I want to sell ice cream and, and have like a margarita ice cream. Like he'd be like, well, you know, that's different, but if that's what you want to do, he just lets me be me, which is something that he always taught me. He's the one that always embedded in me. Like no one can be you and that's your superpower. And so I kind of brought that into my adulthood. And a lot of kids believe in that. They're, that's what they are. They're not tainted by the world. So they're just like, you know, running around, like just being awesome and just not tainted and not understanding why, why is that person so mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, my friend's kid, uh, uh, said to, to someone like, why would you want to hurt my lungs by smoking <laughs> around me? Oh. Why would you smoke around me? Do you want me to die? <laughs> That's so like, cute, but so sad. Kind of really cute, and like I'm like, where did you even come up with that? Like I was, what? what? <laughs> All right, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, but it's you're right, just, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, you're right, girl. But you know, it's very interesting because you know they're just so innocent, and it's yeah. just their mind is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, their mind is so brilliant. Yeah. So all that's to say, you know, watch your kids on social media, but you know, I think like you, you, no big deal or anything. Yeah. You use social media though for, you know, the positive aims as well. We've covered like some of the bad that happens, but I do really see you, um, you know, use it even to, to make someone like me feel nice or to leave a comment that hypes someone up. And of course, to promote your single, which is how I learned about it recently. So like, you have to tell me what was the process like of getting back to music? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, you know, again, going back to the child in us, this is another conversation. So since I was a little girl, I've always loved music. Um, and I went through a lot of really good experiences and also really bad experiences, just like where there was a certain way that I wasn't like, I would say like I'm now writing as my authentic self and I'm able to like tell my messages and stories differently. Mm-hmm. And there was a time that, you know, it was more of the process of like finding yourself and coming to that. Oh, okay. This is what I want to talk about. And I feel that we can connect through this and, but how do I want to present myself to the world? Because music is forever. Yeah. Music is something that lives on after you. And I love such a, like my catalog is, goes from like, you know, jazz to uh, country music, to meditation music, to, you know, uh, all forms of of hip hop, to poetry. Mm. And I just am a lover of the arts. 
that's where it comes down to. And so when I was, when I was writing my projects, I had the way that I started with the idea of where I wanted to start actually changed. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I had this like one idea, it's just kind of like, you know, when you buy a car and you're like, I think I want like a black charger. And then you're like, you know what? No, I want a purple Jeep. Yeah. You know, you kind of get to that. Start then. So when I started, I, because I love popular music as well. So I thought I only wanted to make popular music, right? I, I, I had this idea of, well, I like this sound and I like, and it wasn't one particular person. It was just a sound. And then as I, through my healing process as well, and through both my light and darkness, which I both embrace, I, I just came up with this concept like, I feel like Samaya Reese is a human, but I'm a true Gemini that lives in duality. Hmm. I am a softer Gemini in the respect that I'm more towards like a cancer rising. I don't know if you're into this, but. You'll have to explain to me a little bit, but I believe that the Gemini is, is that this? No, is that the scale? Twins. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're going to have to explain to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Libra. Um, So the one thing about about my personality trait is Mm -hmm. that I am such a deep thinker that I can live in my light or embrace my darkness and understand that it's okay for them to coexist because every day we don't wake up feeling great. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we live in our heads. Like sometimes when I write a speech, I'm like, do I want to say that? Yes, I should say that. So there's these like, kind of like the cartoons, remember the little like devil and the little angel (laughs) at our shoulder yeah. So that was a huge part of what I where I arrived to what I wanted to do. And so then I started to write a bunch of different types of music, started to record, you know, um, songs I call sad girl music, mm-hmm. songs that I call party music, but they all have like a very consistent message. And a lot of the message is like to be yourself, to have fun with life, you know, let go of the things that hurt you and not in like a toxic way, but like, it's okay to like, let go and embrace new Mm -hmm. because we don't do that often. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like either a trait you learned as a child and then you learn later, maybe I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And then you make the changes. And this is just through my experience and through a lot of friends of mine experience. So my single witness glory started out one way and then the light and darkness of the duality of me was like, I feel like I want to embrace the story that I am, which is the story from pain to triumph. Mm -hmm. And so in the beginning of the record, it's, it's, and it's a concept record. So it's a, it's not your traditional, you know, like, like I'm all about the concept. You know, and so the concept. This record, is my favorite kind. <laughs> favorite kind of art is like. Listen, what do I have to jam? Like, we get it. It's like, let me let me decipher this and listen yes, seven times. Yes, <laughs> yes, I. That's me, girl. And I was just like, so in the beginning of it, I do talk about some really deep personal uh, pain and trauma, including surviving. You know, mm-hmm. on the streets since I was a little girl. I left my home when I was ten years old. And I had to grow up on the streets on my own. And through that, I saw a lot of dark, ugly things. I mean, could you imagine being 10 years old thinking that your spirit would rather be 
not in your home because of the toxicity happening Mm -hmm. and no one's listening to you. And then it's like my father was kind of the only one that was there, but because he had to work a lot, I couldn't even tell him like, daddy, like I'm feeling like I don't want to be here. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I hate it here, you know? And so all of that sadness and those deep emotions and in what, you know, parts of the traumas that happened to me as a child, I'm putting it in a lot in that beginning of the record. And it's definitely something that uh, almost every single woman that has heard it is, or, or people that have been through some sort of a struggle and it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be your career struggle. It could be, you know, people not listening to you as a child and you wanted to be a painter and no one listened to you and they laughed at you. And now look at you, you're Mm -hmm. in New York, you know, pursuing your (laughs) dreams, still creating art, but as speeches. So it's like, everything is so subjective. So I put all of that and then it goes from, again, the pain to the triumph. So then now we go to a little bit more of the gritty, you know, rap. And so it's very much a pain to triumph concept of record. Mm-hmm. And the video will also be as such, very much oh, a cinematic awesome. film style movie that explains it. And then it goes into a lot of fun and a lot of like, yeah, okay. So, so everyone that didn't believe in me, that's fine because guess what? I still won in life because I didn't give up on me. Mm-hmm. And that's very that is awesome. I mean, I can't wait, but by the time people hear this and listen to this, it will be out. So if you're listening, <laughs> like we all need to go witness the glory witness right now. Glory. Witness yeah. glory. And I think that that is something that is for everyone. I want like everyone to, to share, for instance, when we do release it, uh, part of my campaign is I want people to share their pain to triumph moments mm-hmm. of witnessing mm-hmm. their own glory. What is that? Is right. that maybe, you know, going to school and finding it challenging because this isn't really something you thought you were going to do or changing your majors in the middle mm-hmm. of, of, you know, I mean, this is something that happens to everyone, right? Yeah, or like, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want to be a doctor, mom. Like I want to be something <laughs> else. And so now you're dealing with parents that are going to disown you or Whatever the whatever your triumph and, and your glory moment, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. What is your glory moment? And that could mean anything. And some people haven't arrived. And yet you can still share your story because it's going to impact someone. Like, don't be afraid of sharing your story. It's okay. But share it how you feel it. You can. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's no right or wrong path. Only the one yeah. that is good for you. And do you know what I love about artists and like yourself is I always think about this because when people release and any of their art, I guess, whenever they choose how to express, but I'd say particularly in your space of when that is music or let's just stay, stick in the realm of like music and acting or something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I see people like feel like they own it or like it's for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting thing that you just, people feel ownership, especially if there's any mm-hmm. kind of celebrity like you've earned in your life. I don't love that though. And um, mm-hmm. I, it just feels like, well, there's an artist that creates, there's like from me, but then there's from me for you. And then there's mm-hmm. from me for me. 
Mm-hmm. And Concur. if that, if you also happen to relate to that, that's a really beautiful thing. That's what art is. That's what art and is. It sounds like witness glory is like from you for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that resonate? Yeah. Yes. And I learned from some of the greatest artists that I've been very blessed to meet, work with and producers and all types of artists. And I'm not talking about just in music that some of the most successful and I would say success is completely has nothing to do with like money because that's what people think. Success, oh, money. No, there's personal success. There is a success in I finally did it. I reached my goal. Like this was my thing. I've always noticed that some of the most like successful and like best feelings is when you put out something that you really love. Because when you really love something, I feel that it's like this effect. And then mm-hmm. everyone else feels the radiating vibes around you. And if you don't like it, how can you expect for someone else to like it as well? Mm-hmm. How about wow, connect with someone? Yeah. It's so funny you say that because literally part of starting this podcast was because I was mm-hmm. feeling like that I, the version of me online, on social, of course, yeah. it just wasn't resonating with who I actually am. And even though I talk about very serious things, I don't take myself very seriously. And I feel like actually most of my learning and my fun life conversations are kind of like this. It's just more of a, a chat with people about what's going on in life. And yeah. and I feel like this is more authentic to me. And you're right. It, I'm actually excited to like go have these chats. I'm excited to even like yeah. put together a, a rundown or something of an episode yeah. where where I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like I started my career in media. I forgot. I just I forgot. I love that for you. You know? I love that for you. When you but told the way me we like, express. you know, yeah, I know. I love that for you. I just want you to know that. And you're doing the right thing because it's what you want to do. That's right. I, you know, selfishly, I enjoy these conversations. So I'm like, yeah, I love oh. it. I, you know, I love podcasts, especially when it's like conversational and it's something that like, the person really loves. You can just tell like it's, this is great. This is exactly where you need to be and where you're supposed to be. Oh, thank you. And you know what I love about it too, is that especially with someone like you, you're, you only ever see these like little snippets online, 30 seconds here, 15 seconds here. But when you actually get Somaya out in an hour long interview, or like I had the privilege of in the green room, it's like, oh, there's so many sides of people that you just don't ever see. And Oh, and right. it's really such a beautiful thing for people to unfold that way. Yeah, no. And we definitely had like a whole little kiki conversation before we went on. So <laughs> that's why we connected. And so there it is. And now we're here. <laughs> I mean, well, well, like those sides of you, you're someone yeah. I think, you know, we've, there's the entertainer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's also the entrepreneur. And even though you introduced yourself as a human, mm-hmm. you are also a badass businesswoman. And yeah. you also have these this other side of you. So mm-hmm. do you want to first tell everyone what your businesses are? Sure. Um, so my business, well, so I, I'm really big into healthy living, but it's not so much about like just, you know, structuring your body frame to be attractive. It's being healthy for life. It's more of a longevity purpose. Uh, and it's driven with holistic healing plants and not plant medicine, but more so like, like, you know, we're talking about cannabis. Mm -hmm. I 
I totally get it. And so I started a company with one traditional recipe that we have in our indigenous culture, which is a slim tea. However, it was a detox tea. Mm. And it was more so to help you detox uh, your body, your digestive system. And Mm. quickly, when I started the company, I started that with one, like that one product. But Mm -hmm. I didn't want anyone to think like, oh, drink this and abuse of it. So I quickly changed my, actually I didn't change, but I added a slogan saying, healthy is the new thing. Healthy is good because there's this this, uh, rhetoric and and this uh, thing always in the media of women, oh, you've got to be a certain way or whatnot. So. It started from my from a family recipe that is yeah. comes from our indigenous cultures, and it's actually in many cultures. Um, and then that turned into a juicing line, and my company is called This Fits Me. Mm-hmm. And I made that because I wanted to fit you. So when mm-hmm. you find a product from my website, you're like, oh, this fits me. And mm-hmm. that was the idea behind it. It's more ownership of your own body, your own health. Mm-hmm. So we started with this um, Get Some Detox Tea. And then we went into a uh, juicing line and then we went into a master cleanse product. And then right. now we carry non-toxic ingredient, natural bath and body products. So nice. if you like things that are simple ingredients that are transparent, that you can you know, understand because we explain what they are uh, and we batch small because it's pretty much, if you batch huge, like some of these huge mm-hmm. companies, they, all of the ingredients get lost and then it just becomes mass production of mass, terrible ingredients. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's another conversation we can get into <laughs> and we'll Can't never work. stop there. <laughs> Cause you, you definitely know more about that. All I do know is that, uh, there's that, um, all of those ingredients and microplastics and things that you can't pronounce are, are wreaking havoc on health, certainly in North America. Correct. And you know how you were mentioning how you were kind of doing your detox by not drinking because of the holidays, right? So we have products that are for people that are doing that as well. And so part of, a part of being on a, a, any type of a healthy mission or like, oh man, I overdid it over Christmas break or whatever the case is, is finding yourself again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with a lot of the foods, we can't get all our nutrients and it's physically almost impossible. So that's when a supplement works where you add it into addition of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, it helps you. You know, we have uh, omega-based products. So as a woman, you know, omega vitamins are incredible for breast health, you know, um, long hair, you know, long, you know, nails, strong nails, glowing skin, you know. Um, and then I also incorporated my Bath and Body products and I added a oatmeal soap. And mm-hmm. if you look up all the benefits of oats for your skin, you will find anywhere from anti-aging to glowing skin. And this is a soap that my grandma would make. So this is, again, no way. a recipe from all the way down my family line. So where's your, my, her- like, where's your heritage from? So I am indigenous Salvadorian, mm-hmm. and I am Afro-Latina with African roots. 
So we are a bit, I'm very much so nothing like my mother's side of the family, which they're very, they're indigenous. I'm more on my father's side. And I look it as well because everyone's really small. They look, they definitely look indigenous Salvadorian. And then my father's like really tall and like his family is like Afro-Latino and, and, you know, this is, uh, but, you know, they all are very much um, people that make, you know, a lot of like naturally healing foods, you know, like this is a thing this is like our constant life in how I grew up. So I had to reflect on my business and we have successfully been in, you know, one of the most prestigious, you know, publications and, you know, on CNN, I've been on, you know, the yeah. news on, you know, how we met. Yeah. And sure. my message is just very simple. Like everything isn't like, it, it's important to think of mind, body, and soul mm-hmm. because it all ties in together. And if we can kind of hone in on our health, which is something I feel like we don't really think about or talk about mm-hmm. often, but in my home, we have gotten rid of like pretty much all plastics oh, yeah. here and it's not easy. You know, it's not oh, easy. Oh my gosh. Like, it's, it is so you know, hard. I always think it should not be that hard for people to, yes. to eat healthy. It should not be that hard to find food that you can pronounce. But of course, right. I mean, that is like its own episode, I feel. <laughs> right. I mean, I have, you know, on um, on my land, I grow up. Kay's actually right now out in the garden, as you as she told you. She's like, I'm yeah, out in the garden. She's so cute. We are... Um, uh, growing all of our seedlings now. And then we, we have a constant harvest all the time. And it didn't start when I, you know, because I have a house when I was growing up, we had a little tiny, you know, garage we grew up in. My mom would have all these pots everywhere and we had ginger, we had potatoes, we had tomatoes, we had everything. So these are just traditions that I continued in my home because I do believe in, you know, eating as healthy as you possibly can, because it's very difficult in America, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I do think that it's very important. And that's what my company is based off of. And we have had like the most amazing results from customers. Oh, good. I, I mean, amazing. I mean, if you go down my page, you'll, you know, see it. I mean, people have been my, you know, I would say my my entire customer, uh, um, all of my customers come from like, oh my God, you got to try this product that I tried from this company. Oh, and nice it's a referral, referral system going. Yeah, it's a total <laughs> referral system without me asking because we don't believe in paying like sexy models to like post the products mm-hmm. because then it's not genuine. And a, a big part of the experience with my company is having integrity. Because I want someone to know. So any customer result is because they submitted it and they're actually going through it because I do not like, I don't like that. I don't like Mm -hmm. when I buy a product from a company and it's just based on like just these overproduced lies. Right. Kind of feels inauthentic and that's not your jam. That's not my jam. Yeah. That's not my jam. So it's been pretty exciting, you know, to have this business and I started this business because my mom is, was like, you should share like these recipes that we've been doing in our family because they work. They're mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you're going to, you know, make them in bulk, but, you know, here's right. how we can start. And I was like, you know what? I'll just start small. And then literally the company, yeah. 
yeah, the company just started with $500 and a laptop and it turned into like a million multi-million dollar company and a T-Tox phenomenon. Okay. And it's just crazy. <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, it just, you know, uh, again, yeah. it's because we own just it. I love very, it. Yeah. We just were, were transparent girl. Like, you know, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I'm like, look, this is where it's at. But also I really believe in it, you know? And, and you, you yourself really are just something special because in both of your industries, in entertainment and in business, you're an exception, like as a woman, as a woman of color. And I know that you've been open, um, in the past and, you know, open with your love, with your identity. Mm -hmm. And in every way you're significantly underrepresented in both entertainment and business. Like, do you ever, do you ever think about this in your work or is it an afterthought? So it's, it's definitely, it's, there's that line in between. Yeah. Because it's like, it is a thought, but like, should I obsess over it? Because I can. I'm a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and we can go there. But We then, can go there. All the way to yeah, Mars. All the way to Mars. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm there. I'm in there. And uh, it is both. It's a very fine line walking in between it because it is a thought. And it only becomes more so an afterthought because... I don't particularly go into something or a job or a gig, anything, and and have that forward, but it is important to have Mm -hmm. these conversations. But it it, it can become an afterthought if that's not the primary focus. Right. So that's where the walk in the fine line is. But for me, it's very important. It's very important for me to be like, I'm a badass woman. I am of this culture, Mm -hmm. but... I do not have a chip on my shoulder, but I will tell you damn well, we can do it just as good as anyone else. And so it's really important in that way for me to represent, I guess, like in that way. Yeah. But it's, um, no, I see that for you. I see that it's like, it's a part of it is, well, I'm just going to show you. That seems like a theme yeah. of your, seems like a theme of your whole career. Yeah. It's like, well, then I'll just have to show you. <laughs> yeah. And well, I'm not going to talk about it. You're going to see it. Yeah. And then, and then when you see it, it's like, Oh, I should have believed in that. I mean, it's okay. Like <laughs> it's again, boring. I say not everybody likes a nice cold glass mimosa. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not everyone wants a champagne glass. You know, yeah, so, but yeah, or or, or a ginger a nice beer, <laughs> or a ginger beer, or a ginger beer that could could use I, a little bit of vodka and lime. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna influence it, but I won't tell anyone. <laughs> Listen. I get, I get it. We love ginger beer. We, um, one of our friends, one of our friends, um, makes a non-alcoholic like ginger beer, which is just like, um, I don't know, like comparison to like almost like a kombucha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he and his wife, uh, make it and they have a farm because I live on the countryside in California. So there's a lot of our friends are farmers. And I was like, when we, you know, first met, you know, I was like, yo, can we, put like vodka in this and make it like a Moscow meal almost. Yeah. Moscow I'm meal. not a vodka girl, but I'm like, I just wonder, I'm like, cause you could totally sell this, uh, the businesswoman in me. Yeah. You right? can't turn it off. <laughs> you can't. The, and he was like, I've been thinking about it. I just don't know how. And I'm like, 
And if the right Let girl, me help you here. Okay. Let me tell you, we won't talk about this. <laughs> you actually can't turn it off though. Like when I'm talking to people sometimes, I feel no, like I see can't. their like highest, best, like I see their best self and I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, of course you can do that. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. You know? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. A, so um... as we're getting nearer to the end of this hour, there's a couple of segments in the episode that I like to play with people. And the, and okay. one that's in every episode is called thought okay. experiments. Okay. Now the thought experiment I originally wrote down, I, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you've answered, maybe you've answered because okay. it might be your single, but I wrote, you know, okay. if your career So thought experiments are just hypothetical situations related to the topic. It allows us to explore, go with varying different ideas and kind of not be bound by, you know, the constraints of reality. So one thought experiment I was thinking was if your career was a song, and and this is, I swear, before I knew about the video of Witness Glory, if your career was a song, what would the song be called and what would it be about? Can you believe I wrote that? <laughs> From pain to triumph. Uh, I, I would have to say witness glory. And there are other records out there, but it probably I don't know if it would be the theme, but the theme to my life yeah. is definitely this record. Okay, everyone, I promise you, I did not know that when I wrote that thought experiment <laughs> Thank down. Thank you, that helps. <laughs> I swear this is not some secret plug. I was just <laughs> thinking that a lyricist could give a nice song title to their life. Yeah. Okay, how about this then? We can expand yeah. the thought experiment. Let's say we are Somaya at 80 years old. Okay. Is it still the same song title or is it different? Mm. It would be the same but there might be a third verse oh because okay at that same point one. i'm definitely living in my soft girl era <laughs> wait what is soft girl era <laughs> explain That's soft girl era so soft girl era would be more so like you know i feel that like as women like you and i we are strong right but we can live in our femininity as well and in but sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm very masculine, like all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm almost a thousand percent positive that when I'm probably older, I'm probably going to be somewhere in the like more feminine soft girl era where it's mm-hmm. more like, you know what? I think I'm just going to bake cookies today. Do you want some oatmeal okay. cookies? You know, like, would you like that's some it, people. cookies? Yeah, that's it. That's what, Run that's your I own thought. business. I'm making baked, baked goods I'm, over I'm here. <laughs> and I'm a huge, like, I, me and my girl are huge at, like, we love cooking for friends. Like, she makes the best homemade pasta. She's half Italian. And okay, she's this vegetarian. is it. That's it. You've got oranges. That's you you got, and your man better come coming, here and visit us, okay? I'm coming to visit you. I got you. Apparently bringing my farm <laughs> gear that I have to go buy. Bring it. Bring it. But we absolutely, like, our whole thing is acts of service. But, like, our our biggest thing is we love to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is, I, I think at that point, I would be in my third verse, and it would be about soft girl life. You know, I'm baking cookies. I love and it. Having coffee on the porch and, you know, just watching and hearing the birds sing and just saying, man, I I, I really did. And I'm still fabulous. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you will be fabulous. I are, see, we yeah. already see the future. You're just, it's just 
living out the timeline now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next, we need to get lost in thought. And okay. you are someone, I think, that has, even throughout this episode, I've heard it and I hope that everyone else has heard it too. For whatever reason it's come to you, there are mottos that you live by now. There are things that you've learned and mottos that you live by. And one of those mottos that you wrote back to me, mm-hmm. we need to get lost in. And do you remember what you wrote back? Oh my God, no. It was every champion was once a contender that didn't give up. And so I really want us to get lost in this thought for a moment because I actually think that that's been a theme of the entire episode is you could have given up at so many points here. So do you have like a story or recall one of those um, moments in your life where that motto was really in action? Yes. uh, I feel to be quite honest with you uh, there, it's a constant thing. It like, Mm -hmm. it never ends, but I truly learned that, you know, when I mastered, I would say when I really mastered myself and my healing, Mm -hmm. I feel that's when I felt my strongest. That's when I had that moment of, because working on yourself is honestly the biggest project you could ever, ever, like keeping it real with yourself is like literally so hard if, you're not willing to do it. Well, especially when your ego is really trying so hard to protect you from any of that discomfort. Any of that, like, and living in the uncomfort is my comfort space because Mm. it allows me to say, okay, we have to have this uncomfortable conversation because I don't like how this feels. So I would say there's not a particular moment, but recently with my healing process, and as I was writing this first part of the record, and it's not just coming back to the record because it was just written as a poem. So originally right. I was just writing like a diary journal. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I just want to talk about all these things that have hurt me because I'm, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to, to live in this space of hurt or like constantly like putting the bandaid over things. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a constant work that I was doing on the back end, on the back end. And I promise you, I woke up one day and I remember telling Kay, and I was like, I just, I'm not putting up with myself anymore. I'm not putting up with my own shit. I'm sick of my own shit. I'm sick of my own shit. I need change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot changed for me. And a lot of that was like, before you become a champion at anything, you're almost like a, you're a contender, right? It's like Mm -hmm. before Muhammad Ali, you know, became who he was. It's like, and and I think a lot of us, we weren't, we weren't, well, I didn't really, you know, kind of walk this path in life, you know, thinking that I was a contender. I always lived as my champion self. I was Mm -hmm. always like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there watch me. Oh, you don't believe me? Watch me without me even saying I'll show it. you. Yeah. Without me even saying it. So I think, uh, my biggest thing has been like my personal growth. My personal growth has been the biggest challenge in my life. And at one point I was a featherweight, you know, I was mm-hmm. an understanding of self. And right. now I feel so honed in on who I am. Like I know who I am. I know where my highlights are and I know what the, the darkness is too. How liberating. 
I am free. I feel so honestly free. cheers to that because that is the goal I think for so many people listening is to just feel that way to feel yeah. like they are themselves and they're actually mm-hmm. not just accepted for it but they're celebrated for it and that the you know the universe or whatever you want to call it is returning yeah. that to them right yeah it absolutely is and I think that that was probably one of my and it's it's a very mm-hmm. an orthodox moment right from feeling, you know, being the contender and, you know, coming into your champion self. But I was once the featherweight class and I had to get here. And now that I'm here, I'm just free. And I want everyone to feel this feeling. Like, that's why I'm constantly talking about it because it feels good. And of course I'm still human. So like we all go through things, right? Like Mm -hmm. we feel insecure sometimes. We feel sad. We feel like we're we're way too in our head and we're like, you need to stop. Samaya, like look in the mirror and be like, Bailey, girl. That's the Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stop, girl. So. (laughs) Well, yeah, I can help you out there because I'm, I'm a Virgo and I do know what that one means. Oh, um, yeah. And you know how many Gemini have around me? And I think Mm -hmm. it's because I'm quoting here. Apparently Mm -hmm. I'm very grounding (laughs) for people. Okay. 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 (laughs) For people who are Gemini and also. I say anyways, hope you're not going to believe this one though, but the segment that I usually end the episode with, I could not have written better again. Of course we ended up here and it's called train of thought. So at the end of each episode, I ask the guest to continue the train of thought from the last episode and they will choose. So we're going to start by choosing one main theme from our episode, and then I will tell you what the theme was from the last one, and we have to connect it in some meaningful way. So what would you say was the central theme that we've discussed today? Hmm. We've discussed a lot. I know. So you can pick one of the topics. Pick one topic that stands out to you. Pick one. Um, Or it's going to be a long train. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Connecting, um, connecting at, with you know humans, the human experience, and being okay with that. Connecting to the human experience and being okay with that. Okay, so well, let's remember that because the theme of the last episode, what my guest said they wanted to to move forward on the train of thought was, mm-hmm. this is quote: "Confidence is an unwavering belief in yourself." And you have the ability to develop it over time. True. And that so how that feel like that's yeah, a fun and that falls into me saying how you go from the contender, you live in your champion self. There is a lot of um learning along po- the way. Yeah, some certainly poetic themes between the last episode and this one. Right. But um right. so here we are. Um it is okay to connect with that human experience. How would you, how does that in your mind connect to confidence as an unwavering belief in yourself? Because, um, so confidence comes in like so many forms, right? Sometimes we do something and then we realize, I didn't know I could do that. And then now you're confident about it. Right. Didn't know I could achieve that. I'm confident about it. But a huge part of like a huge part of your confidence is just trying and then allowing yourself to feel confident without anyone telling you you're not or what you can be like i'm confident like i excuse me like i'm here and arriving 
arriving into your confidence. Mm -hmm. And here and arriving, it's almost, it feels like it's at the same time all the time. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Because that's, it's, it's, it's definitely can be an aha moment too, yeah. because <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, I, I, the other day I was having a conversation, um, with Kay about just like my music. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like that I'm finally making exactly what I wanted to without hundred percent worrying about, Oh, what is someone going to think? Liberated. What if I want to wear this outfit? Like, cause I'm very colorful and I love like, I love like things that are just not like your ordinary, you know, I yeah. love whatever, you know, big glasses, you know, sparkles, glitter, you know, <laughs> fox fur, big hats. Like I just love, and a, a lot of that is like that. It just came to me like, wow. And then I felt so confident. It's like, I, I like arrived at this moment of, confidence. Yeah. And I thought I had that, but I like super feel it now. And it was that arrival. It's like a journey. Like there's so much there. We can pick apart what confidence is in, in multiple layers, mm -hmm. but it's like really, truly like an inner thing. And it doesn't just uh, resonate with the outer confidence. It's like something in the inside. That you're like, yeah, I'm confident about that, you know? And to that human experience that you're pointing out, I mean, when I say it feels like you're you're there and arriving all the time is because I feel like I have been blessed with confidence. I've always been a confident person, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm a, I arrive at new levels in my life too and, and new learnings. Mm -hmm. And I reach my own upper limits and realize mm -hmm. like, wait a sec, there's another there's another level I want to achieve. I want to continue expanding. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to bring this version into that version and all that. Right. So life, man, layers. life. Layers. Mm -hmm. So layers. Samaya, now that we are coming to the close of our episode, I mean, I think you've given everybody, you have given people such, such value tonight, but is there any closing thoughts that you want to leave people with? You know, I, I, really my biggest mission is in life is to motivate and inspire others. And I want everyone to know that there is no set destination except for whatever it is that you want to arrive to. And it's okay. Take your time. It's not a race. It's a marathon. It's a path. And all that matters is how you feel about it and how you're going to get there and it's okay to fall. You're going to fall a million times. That's totally okay. And it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel and it's okay to also feel confident and also okay to shed all those layers that society has given us. It's okay to be you. It's safe. I think that's a perfect place to end. It is okay to be human. Okay. So Maya, thank you so much for coming on here with me and catching up with me over a drink. Queen. <laughs> we will end there, everyone. I will thank see you, you on the next episode. Yay!